I'm Gabby Hi, I'm Emily Fennigan. Hi, it's Keith Bradshaw. Hi, this is Holly Evans. And I'm Ben Hook. In conjunction with Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, this is Hooked on Sport. <laughs> Great to have your company once again at Hooked on Sport. This is episode 12, and today is all about diamonds. Not the jewels, but two of Australia's finest softball players and the field they compete on. Steph Krasinski and Bell White are two members of the Aussie Spirit softball squad, from which the team heading to Tokyo for the Olympic Games will be chosen. Steph's a pitcher with a powerful arm, currently enjoying a rest after some shoulder problems, while White has been the country's best catcher for over a decade. They join me right after this. Hi, this is Nick Winter from the West End Redbacks. You're listening to Hooked On Sport. Steph Trzinski, Bill White, welcome to Hooked On Sport. Thanks for having us, Ben. Thank uh, you. Ladies, first of all, can I check, are you sober? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good news because you play for the Aussie Peppers of Minnesota and I was very concerned that I'd be dealing with a pair of pickled peppers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what would you be doing uh, if it wasn't for the whole pandemic? Would you be in the US now, you two? Yeah, I think we would have just left, if I'm right, Steph, or just about to leave in the next couple of days. I think we're leaving in May sometime. So we would have been on our way there to the nice warm weather, but we're um, stuck in Adelaide and it's freaking cold. Bell, what will happen with the 2020, uh, the fast pitch season? Uh, in America? or Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. They've, I've heard, obviously, rumours that they're st- going to start up soon, but I guess it all depends. Like, we can't, as far as we know, we can't leave the country till December. So it looks like for us, it probably, we won't be going there at all. And we would just restart the season and the year in 2021, basically. So what does that mean for you? A a bit more time in the renovating showrooms? Yeah, I've done a lot of renovating in my house that I've postponed because of softball. So I've got heaps of that done. But yeah, basically just we've got a little bit of like a maintenance program to keep as fit as we can with what we can do at the moment. But restrictions have been lifted. So that helps that we can, you know, go out and do some things with other people. But for now, yeah, it's just, a little bit of working out and renovating the house. Steph, basically the end of the local softball season coincided with the beginning of the pandemic. I think finals were cancelled locally. You two are the (laughs) top two teams. We might talk about that. Um, (laughs) But have you guys been kind of immune from all of this? So I suppose for myself, it's kind of come at a not a bad time because I've got some downtime now to really work on some rehab. I picked up a bit of an injury. So I'm taking a little bit of a break worse than my rehab and my strength and stuff. And yeah, it's actually worked out not too bad for me. <laughs> so what have you been getting treated on? Did you have a crook shoulder? Is that my recollection? Yeah, I picked up a bit of a, another bit of a crook shoulder at the end of the, uh, the back end of the ACC this year and the end of the uh, local season. So your whole focus over the last month has been solo rehab, ISO rehab hashtag. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I've been doing a lot of uh, like strength work, a lot of gym work, and we're slowly getting there. Maybe in the next month or so, I might be able to start picking up a ball again. So you haven't actually been pitching? No. Did you have surgery? No. Just a bit of TLC time off. Nice. Sometimes that's important. 
Absolutely. Just take me through the fact that you both play, you're both international players playing in a local competition. That's unusual in sport. You don't see that in basketball. You don't see that in hockey. You certainly don't see that. You see that very, very rarely in cricket. What's it like as elite level players playing in a club competition? I think it's very competitive. We're all very competitive people, so especially when we play against each other, it does get quite, quite like intense, but it's also enjoyable. I find it a little bit hard because you're around a totally different type of um, team compared to obviously the Australian team and the elite players you play with. Coming back down to um, club level, I think it just reinforces a bit more, a bit more of the fun and relaxed side of it. Not that playing internationally isn't fun, but it is a lot more serious and intense. Whereas coming back down to club, you've got to realise like these girls are just training a couple times a week and want to play a game, and they don't. You don't need to be as intense and stuff like that. So it, um, it's a bit of a juggling act, but it's also uh, brings you back down to earth, I find. But it's good because most of us, the Australian players, play against each other. So it's very uh, a lot of rivalry and, yeah, a lot of competition. So it's interesting. <laughs> Does it get tense from time to time? But oh, you're obviously mates, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. West, West yeah, Torrens well, and Sturt's yeah. a, big, a <laughs> big match. Yes, yeah, certain West Torrens don't get along, I don't think, in the history ever since I've played. <laughs> so, and it hasn't changed. So it's great. But we can all grab a beer after the game and hang out. We can't talk about the game, but we can hang out after the game. <laughs> so, yeah, it makes for interesting, yeah, interesting times down there. But it, it's good. Just a co- completely different ball game from international to club level. You ever have to go easy on a few of the, There's some young kids playing at this level. I mean, for you, Steph, in particular, who's got a pretty devastating arm, do you sometimes think, oh, we're playing a side that has got a couple of kids that are still sort of learning the sport. I probably need to just sort of spend a bit more time swinging the ball rather than just outright. Yeah, pace. Steph, how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, not really, to be honest, because just like Belle was saying, you've got to understand that everyone's sort of there for a different reason. I look at it as a what a great opportunity for this 14 or 15-year-old kid to come out and, and swing a bat against an Australian player. And I think if they don't, I'd be cheating them if I'm not sort of giving them that Australian player. I think the most important thing is really being able to understand that everyone out there is for different reasons. So I go out there and know exactly what I want to get out of that day and just be satisfied if I get exactly what I want out from that and know that everyone is going to be on sort of a different level as to what they're expecting and that is something I've probably struggled with in the past because <laughs> I get extremely competitive and it definitely teaches me to keep a bit more of a cool head. But I overall absolutely love it and the fun and the good times I get out, get out of it is super important for me as well. Let's take a short break to hear from John Mannion at the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. The present situation can increase our anxiety, which is completely normal and understandable. To try and reduce some of this anxiety by practicing our breathing or deep muscle relaxation techniques, maybe some mindfulness or even dancing, singing or maybe even yoga. And now back to the show. Bell, you're um, a, a bit of an odd one out from the perspective that you're a catcher in a competition that looks like it's extremely strong with pitches and Steph's partly responsible for that because she keeps recruiting all of these guns from the US. <laughs> is it is it a really good, strong pitching league? Yeah, it is. And I know people are sort of a little bit against import and you should develop your, you know, your state-based players. But without those imported pitches, our club level wouldn't have excelled as much as it has in the last 
three to four years, especially for like the Australian players and for state competition. Like all these young kids get to go up against some of the best pitchers in their their age group or college teams. So that's actually made our our competition better. And you'll see that international pitchers come now, and no one's afraid of them. They all can hit them, and it's just really competitive, and they have more drive. So I think that's why softball stayed has kept a lot of players in it. It's not just it hasn't died away. It's um, kept them there, and I believe the international pitchers have, have played a big part in that, which has been great. Okay, we need to debrief on uh, the 2019-2020 season that finished with West Torrens on 30, sorry, 32 points and Sturt on 34 points. So were, were finals, <laughs> finals were cancelled, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So literally the week before, I think we we're about to play them. Yeah. yeah. So, so Bell, and I, I, I'm asking this because I, I actually don't know. <laughs> were you was Sturt credited with the the premiership? Yeah, we were credited with the premiership. So that's cool, but it always go down as the year that kind of never really happened. So yeah, no, nah, we got it. I would say we're more minor premiers because we never played the finals. We finished the season as minor premiers, but yeah. So it was it was cool, but you couldn't even we couldn't even have a party. We planned a party to celebrate, and then full lockdown happened, so the party got cancelled. <laughs> Steph, uh, if this season, if the pandemic had held off three more weeks, this would have been a completely different result, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, it would have been. <laughs> I, I have to tell you to a, a an amusing story, uh, and this is me rather than interviewing, just me telling you some stuff. So, uh, Bell, you had a uh, a pitcher at Sturt about three or four years ago who was an American import, and you'll remind me of her name very shortly. Monica. Monica, that's the one. So I did a newspaper story on Monica, and I knew very little about softball at the time. And now photographer Sarah Reed, who is an absolute star of a photographer, said, look, what I, I want to get some action photos of you. And so Monica said, yeah, well, I'll do some pitching. And I offered to catch her pitches barehanded, <laughs> thinking, ah, oh, you know, she just throws little lily lolly bliss bombs. This won't be too difficult at all. And the first pitch she threw, it nearly took my left hand off. And I thought, I might have made a mistake here, but I'll be okay. And she looked at me and she said, was that all right? And I said, yeah, it was fine. And she said, well, that was good because I was just warming up. And it was right at that particular point in time when I realized that I had made one of the great mistakes in my life. Bell, as a catcher, you see a lot of balls coming towards you. I mean, is is it an intimidating sport? We probably don't see softball as that, but can it be intimidating from time to time? It can be. I think it's more intimidating from a pitcher to hitting, like as a hitter perspective. Whereas as a catcher, you've caught to the pitchers enough that you know them, you know their tells, you know. Like I know with so Steph's drop ball, I know where it's going to most probably end up because I've caught her enough. Same with her change and rise. I think the more intimidating part would be a pitcher versus a batter because the pitcher is not going to want that hitter to like hit them and the hitters going in there to obviously put them out the park. So I think there's lots of rivalry and challenging between those two. But as a catcher, it's, it's interesting to sit back and just watch it happen. And it's sort of a surprise because you know what's coming, but the batter has no idea. So it's always fun to try and obviously um, confuse them and trick them with different pitches. Steph, is intimidation a part of your repertoire? Um, when it needs to be, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> sort of something I like to keep in the back pocket and not really have to rely on it. But, yeah, every now and then I'd pull that one out of my back pocket and give it a whirl. (laughs) 
Uh, well, just uh, just wrap up on a couple of things. Uh, the Olympic Games, for a period of time, it, it looked like they were going to be not postponed but cancelled altogether. I mean, for softball and baseball, two sports that were making a return and we don't know about the long-term future of, uh, of, of their Olympic credentials, if you like. Bill, I'll start with you. Uh, how did you feel when that was sort of being potentially talked about? Yeah, the cancellation was actually like, I couldn't believe it. But I asked a few different people their thoughts and I got a bit of background information on it and realised that was never going to, that that could never happen. Like, well, not never happen, but the chances of that actually happening was very minimal. So I think that calmed me down and I was only hearing stuff off the news and that obviously made it quite, it did worry me for a little bit because this will be uh, probably my only chance. I'm not young anymore. So I was worried for a little bit, but once I spoke to some coaches and got a bit more information about it from like the Olympic Committee, I realised that that was really a very low chance of actually happening, but the postpone may, may be more, more what's happening. So once I got that information, I was a little bit more, okay, I could take a breath now and reassess what, what are my options at the moment. What about you, Steph? Did it concern you for a period of time? Yeah, I mean, it did, like the thought of it absolutely did. And I think the fact, just like Bill was saying, how, you know, it's been 12 years since the games have included softball. And then, like you said, the future from here on out is just so unknown. I think on that heart just broke for not only players and the coaches and officials, but the whole softball community. It's it's felt like the last few years, the entire softball community have really been amping up towards these games. So. For it to for it to potentially be completely cancelled was just absolutely heartbreaking. So what's ahead for you two between now and the beginning of the uh, next Australian summer? At the moment, we've got like a bit of maintenance. You know, Steph's working on some injuries, just working on little strength things, and then until they say you can, you know, if you want to pick up a ball, you can pick up a ball. But right now, we we can obviously just do. I think we're working a lot on the mental side of the game a lot because that's an area with softball that you really need to be quite strong in. But, yeah, we haven't really got any further information. So we're just going to, I think, enjoy the time off. We've never had this much time off to spend with, like, our partners and families and, yeah, enjoy our first winter in Adelaide for a very long time. Steph? Yeah, no, same thing. I need to go buy some jumpers, some trackies. I haven't been winter in Adelaide in a very long time. You haven't had had a winter at all. You're just sun chases, you two. Exactly, yeah. completely. So I'm not so sure about the cold weather, but yeah, I'm just using this time to really work on myself and to work on my strength and conditioning so I can be best prepared at the other end of this. Well, to the two of you, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on Hooked on Sport. And we're looking forward to, uh, well, after your period of uh, preparation and painting and all of those sorts of things that you've got <laughs> ahead of you, seeing you back in full flight to uh, come next summer. Thanks for joining us on Hooked on Sport. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ben. So what an about-face for the lives of these two athletes. Should be playing in the US in the world's biggest club league. Instead, they're doing normal people things back at home in South Australia. So that's the view from the players' dugout. What's the scenery from head office? Softball SA's executive officer is James Harris, and there is perhaps nobody more dedicated to softball than James. He's a player, a coach, an administrator. He's even getting married to a member of the SA Stars team. James joins me next. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. James Harris from Softball SA, welcome to Hooked on Sport. Morning, Ben. Thanks for having me on. 
James, what an incredible period for you. I mean, who would have thought that at the start of March you would have had to have cancelled all of your final series? You've, that's just one of an incredible array of very difficult decisions I imagine you've had to make. Yeah, I think we've had to remain pretty positive over uh, the course of the last seven or so weeks and, and dropping the finals was one of the hardest decisions we had to make, but uh, it turns out that it's probably been the best decision that we've made uh, just because we want to contribute to, you know, not sharing or, or um, spreading the virus. But we've also, it's put us on point as well to, to know the effects that this can have. Uh, and now we're really heavily into planning and preparing for, for next season. It's a broad community softball. Uh, how have people uh, reacted to the way that you have managed everything that you've had to manage? Because, Oh, everything has been just so unprecedented. I've got to say the response from grassroots around the state, our associations, the leaderships that the executive committees in, the, in each of the regions showed was absolutely tremendous. Uh, a lot of uh, competitions still wanted to go ahead. They said, you know, we're, we're just a week or so away from grand finals, but every single association around the state made the decision not to play. Uh, and I think it's inspired a lot of our community to understand the um, severity of the situation. Uh, so I'm quite proud at, at grassroots level. And then from High Performance Softball Australia and the CEO there, David Pryles, has been an absolute rock. He's uh, led the, the states and uh we meet the state executive officers quite regularly and it, it's been a united front, a united voice. And so the sports really come together more so than ever. I have to ask something on a slightly more lighthearted manner, James. Uh, your future wife is Jordan Lambert, a West Torrens player. About three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you had to make the decision to award Sturt the uh, Adelaide Club Competition A-grade premiership who finished the minor premiership just uh, two points ahead of West Torrens. Was there a bit of uh, concern in the household when you were going to lean towards handing it to Sturt over the Eagles? Well, the future wife has been the bridesmaid the last three years in a row. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this time it was to Sturt. Uh, the previous two years have been to Walkerville and... They had a chance to win it, the minor premiership in the in the last round, but uh, Port Adelaide got in their way, and and then Sturt had a good win over Walkerville. So the top four teams played off in the last round. So uh, had they known, they probably may have gone out a little differently. But um, in the end, it, it turned out that it was Sturt, which was a terrific achievement for a team that had no international imports uh, and two teenagers uh, pitching for the for the club. So it was a fantastic effort from Sturt. And, and Jordan and I are pretty close friends with a lot of players from different clubs, so we're um, we're pretty happy for him. Yeah, and in the end, you know, just you can just tell Jordan it's her own fault. <laughs> well, they'd, if they'd won the last game, they would have been minor premiers. Yeah, it doesn't go down well when you're married. Just speaking from experience, <laughs> James. So, uh, how do you feel uh, with where we're at? It's the beginning of May. You did have to cancel finals, and obviously, there's a whole host of issues that you're still working through. But do you think softball as a sport will be able to uh, ride the wave, perhaps better than a few other sports, particularly because your competition really is is in hibernation now? Mm. Uh, within the state, 
Uh, I'm so hopeful. Uh, if if, we, if winter sports can get up and running uh, sooner rather than later, uh, that will definitely give us a lot of um, hope. And, uh, you know, starting in October would be terrific. Um, however, interstate, I know that there's a couple of uh, winter seasons because of the warmer climate up north and 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 even the, the the competitions in Western Australia have have really had to suffer a little bit. So um, I'm 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 grateful that I'm not in the situation of the winter sports, but yeah, very hopeful that we'll be able to get up and running. Uh, our winter programs are the ones that are most affected, and and you know our state teams would have started preparations now for January national championships. So we might be put back a couple of months, but I don't think we're going to be as bad as some other states. You have a unique situation uh, for an Olympic sport where you still manage most of your top-end elite athletes here in Adelaide. Does that add mm-hmm. to uh, the level of management that you've got to go through, that you've actually got to find uh, suitable programs for your absolute top-end stars? Yeah, we've we've got pretty good uh, support networks. The top-end players, our six that are in the national program uh, for the open women's have all got individual scholarships with sassy so we've got some great support there softball australia um, have got good programs in place for the girls to play internationally in the u.s pro league uh and uh and then within the state as well we've got a, a dte uh coach in andrew scott who's an olympic baseballer himself uh and uh you know, so their support network individually is terrific, and and we rely heavily on on our volunteer coaches as well to help out. So uh, they're all very driven. They all do their own individual work, particularly in the gym. And uh, and I mean, Belinda White, if she doesn't have a softball in her hand right now as we speak, I would be surprised. She's uh, it's like she trains twenty four seven. I can tell you what she's got in her hand right now, and that's a paintbrush because uh, she's. Uh, doing a renovation of the showroom at Bob Burns Blinds, James. Of course, of course. Yeah, she's she's also full time work. So our uh, our our highest credentialed, our highest uh, uh, the athlete with the most accolades in our sport also works full time. So fortunately for the family business. Going forward, now we're we're at level B essentially with regard to the the national guidelines and uh, our return to sport. So that's certainly. Um, a positive, but we all want to be to level C, which is full training mm-hmm. and competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that Softball SA practically will do? And you talked about the fact that you do have winter programs, and so you are going to have athletes that you want to going to be able to uh, get back into a full training program. What are the, some of the things practically that you'll be trying to put in place in the next few weeks as we move towards a return to sport? Well, in the background we've been making sure that our indoor training facility is going to be good to go as soon as uh, any other measures are lifted so we can go back into indoor training uh, facilities getting um, a bit wet so all training in the off season is going to be indoors uh, but then um, you know the return to sport announcement was huge for us it's just such a good time sign for things to come uh, we'll be uh, making sure that you know, all our state teams are given that opportunity. But, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a changing environment every day. It's So there's some uncertainty of, of, of where we want to go and how we want to do things. But, uh, you know, there's some plans in place already that we're 
that we're toying with, that we're playing around with as well. So it's it's a day at a time at the moment, and um, and having having a return to level A, um, well, there's a bit of sharing equipment that that goes on in the sport, which we'll have to reduce. No high fiving, perhaps, and shaking hands after the game, but um, there's not really much face to face contact in softball. Like there's, there might be some body contact here and there when there's a, a close play, but uh, we're relatively um, uh, social distanced as a sport as it is. Um, there's plenty of room to move in softball. You know what would be a great shame is if we didn't see the big home base group pile on after a massive run <laughs> score that would be something we would genuinely miss james yeah the celebration in softball it's it i, I think over a seven inning game you, you probably uh only get about 20 to 30 minutes of action i, I saw a stat the other day that uh at nfl level there's only ever 11 minutes of 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 gameplay, right. um, it's so it's uh, the celebrations. The, the the players deserve it when a big <laughs> moment happens. So you're right. We'll, we'll miss a couple of um, of things like the big huddles and the and and the group hugs that we have. But it's uh, probably a small price to pay. Uh, one thing I, I and I'm I'm more exposed to the Adelaide Club competition than any other form of softball, James. But I notice that certainly here in South Australia we have. Uh, a very strong culture of pitching, and that's partly because we have uh, some very good American imports who arrive, but also partly because we've got some absolute star local pitchers here in the local competition. It strikes me that softball may be the craftiest competition going around because finding a cheeky way to eke out a run is more important in softball than I reckon any other sport. Yeah, I... You, you look at uh, world football, uh, a nil-all game can sometimes go down as a classic. Well, uh, one nil game is always better for, for the team that's uh, in front. But uh, similar for softball in that uh, one pitch can change the entire game. And there's generally about 200 pitches across the course of a game, 100 by each team. And, um, and that's at the top end. So... Um, a walk is crucial. A leadoff hit is crucial. Uh, a sharp play in the field. You know, it's uh, it's anyone's game on the day. Uh, it's helped by the pitches, and um, and when you've got that talent that's uh, just continually pitching to you, your batting has to get better as well, and and, and that just gears the players up. Uh, for a challenge every single week, and, and and we've got fighters in our sport. We we really do. They they're gutsy and they're brave, and and you really got to take a risk in softball, and and that's what makes it so exciting. It's such a dynamic and fast sport. Uh, last thing, James, your relief when the Olympic Games was determined to be postponed rather than cancelled altogether. Of course, with the Aussie spirit having only in uh, late last year made their way through to uh, qualifying for the Olympic Games. A uh, 12-year wait, uh, it was going to be um, my – it was, it was going to be a huge highlight for me this winter and to, to see the girls on, on field in Tokyo and just for it to be postponed for 12 months. May even work out in the sport's favour. Um, Paris 2024, it's, it's highly likely that it will get dropped from the program again, but LA in 2028, it's uh, – pretty much a shoe in to be back in the program again. So a little bit of in and out of the program, but instead of having to wait 
you know, four years for Paris and then another four years for LA. It's seven years. It's one year less. So we, we're taking that as a positive. Uh, hopefully the programs continue to be supported throughout. Um, probably be a drop-off in the lead-up to, to, to Paris. But uh, for right now, it's, um, it is what it is. And so now it's another 12 months of build-up. Hopefully another opportunity for the South Australian girls to maybe push for a spot. Who knows? Uh, with any luck, uh, they're in the top two in the country as far as uh, teams go for Gilly Shield, which is our national championships. And uh, uh, maybe there's a couple that aren't as far off as what they thought. Mm. Uh, James, congratulations on everything that you've done for softball here in South Australia thus far. And hopefully we will see uh, all of your teams out on the park as you'd normally expect them to be come the beginning of next season. Hopefully, Ben. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Hooked on Sport, your virtual sports club. So that's the last strikeout on a very softball-heavy episode 12 of Hooked on Sport. Thanks for listening. We'll continue to deliver these entertaining chats, as well as the latest updates on what you need to know about the return to sport. Things are changing in a hurry, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes. As always, our gratitude to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation with support from Business SA and SA Health. Hooked on Sport is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So feel free to shoot us a note. Say hi and let us know what your local club is doing to prepare for sport. Thanks to Ben Watson who wrote and recorded the musical intro to Hooked on Sport and to the show's producers Wallace Long and Desiree McMahon. Be kind to one another and we'll see you soon at Hooked on Sport.